Welcome back to the Business Anxiety Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. Lisa. And today we'll be talking about a topic that resonates with a lot of us, and that's imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is something that impacts all walks of life. It refers to the persistent feeling of inadequacy, self-doubt, and the fear of being exposed as a fraud. Despite having the evidence of all our accomplishments and our competence, it's that little nagging voice in our head that makes us believe that we don't deserve our accomplishments or our opportunities, leading us to believe that we're merely pretending to be who we say we are. In today's fast-paced world and competitive world, imposter syndrome has become increasingly common. It affects high achievers, professionals, and definitely entrepreneurs. So many of us have experienced it, yet we don't talk about it. So today we'll be diving deep into it, talking about our own experiences and giving you tips and tools on how to deal with imposter syndrome and how not to completely do away with imposter syndrome, how we can use it for good. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Business Anxiety Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. Lisa. And I am the other host, Anthony McAllen. Welcome back to our podcast and this episode, we have a very interesting topic, something that I think recently has been more popular, I guess, talked about in the business world, and that's imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. What do you think? You think you've Five years ago, did you hear a lot of people talking about imposter syndrome? I didn't. I didn't. But I have always had it for sure. And (laughs) I think it was nice to know there was a name for that. I don't remember where I heard it first. But I've used that term over and over in the past few years, knowing that it is a thing. So no, I did not hear about it. But it is very real. And I've always had it. And when I first started my business, I remember thinking, why would they take me seriously? I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm nobody. I'm new. They're going to know. They're going to know that I'm not what I say I am. And I mean, fast forward to now, there's, there's a lot we could talk about between there. But if you fast forward until now, I definitely still have it. But when I look back at when I started having feelings of imposter syndrome and where I'm at now, I realize that it's a positive thing. It keeps me humble and hungry to learn and to to, to do better. But I do still have it. Every new level that I break through, I have it. You know, any, for me, I'm a general contractor. So when I break into a new category of price for a job, like the next level, this is the biggest job I've done dollar-wise. I feel like that when I'm speaking to new clients about basically selling myself and trying to make them feel as confident as I am that's when I feel it. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Am I this confident is about this? Fifty million dollars and not five million dollars. Yes, and the, they believe me. They're trusting <laughs> me. So I'm good at doing the selling part now and convincing them that I'm the right person and I will do a good job. And then after they agree or sign the contract <laughs> and say yes, then I have the imposter syndrome. I'm like, wow, they trust me. Am I who I say I am? It's so weird. <laughs> But it when makes are they going to find out I'm a fraud? Yes, yes. And I'm not <laughs> confident about that particular level until after it's done. And I did do what I said I was going to do. And I proved it's proving something to me, not them, <clears throat> you know? Yeah. So, 
yes, I have it. I've had it. And I count on it now. It keeps me humble and hungry to learn hungry and accountable. To learn. I love yep. that. And I agree with you. I tell people when people talk about imposter syndrome, I always say, I love having imposter syndrome. It's yeah. what you do with it that's important. Yes. What are and you it's natural? And it's and it's doubt. I, yes. on the other hand, don't like titles, psychological terms, and you would think that I would, right? Because I have a PhD <laughs> in psychology. Yeah. But I am not. I think it's because I work with people with severe anxiety that now for every symptom, uh, every normal human thought like imposter syndrome, it's doubt. It's the way the amygdala creates doubt in your mind to keep you safe yep. for everything. Now there's a term and for people with anxiety and not everyone, right. But for most people with anxiety, when you have a new term, they think, Oh, now I have imposter syndrome. Let me read up. <laughs> Yeah. Let me Google <clears throat> this word. Let me Google this new symptom that I or or syndrome that I have. And then that creates more anxiety. Yeah, that's a double-edged sword, right? Because on one hand, whenever there's a name for something, it can it can normalize it and you could feel like, oh, if it's if there's a name, other people have it. So I'm not the only one. I'm not alone in that. But then on the other hand, if you're anxious and you overthink, you learn a new term. And you look it up and then you all of a sudden have that. You gave yourself that. I've read about it. Oh, my God, I do have that. So I have generalized anxiety and panic disorder, imposter syndrome. Yeah, it's and a double everything else. Sure. Yeah. But the good thing about imposter syndrome that it keeps you wanting to or it should. It's what you do with it, right? Is it going to stop you from growing? Is it going to stop you from jumping into this new phase in your career, in your business? this new stage or are you going to say, Hey, yes, I have this doubt. Where is this doubt coming from? And what can I do about it? Yep. It's a doubt of you're jumping into podcasting. I yeah, have, I have imposter doubt. syndrome about this right now. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. And, and so it's digging it deep into that and, and finding out like, where is this coming from? Okay. It's doubt, right? What am I doubting? And then you read into like, oh, it's my voice. It's my pronunciation. I'm a Latina. I'm, you know, for me, it's Spanish is my first language. A lot of people don't know that. You could have so fooled me. I think in Spanish, right? I still think in Spanish and, and words do not translate exactly one. Grammar doesn't translate exactly. El perro blanco is translated in into in, English is the dog white. Grammar grammatically wrong right in english but that's yeah. how we translate and so doubt when you read into it and you allow it to stop you from growing and stop you from doing the things that you want to do is very detrimental to your career but when you read into it and you say hey you know what what am i doubting oh i feel like i'm not good in this area or this area 
it makes you want to learn. Yeah. It's highlighting the areas you want to be better at, right? Because the way I look at imposter syndrome for me is it's not what other people think about me. It's what I think about me. And I'm worried that they will think that also, but it points things out to me. So if I have a, you know, whatever the particular case of imposter syndrome is for each category or thing I'm going after, it highlights what I think about me in those categories. Am I, am I good enough to stand there and talk with these people? Are my numbers good enough? Am I good enough at that particular trade or craft or whatever it is? And that keeps me up. And I learn, I learn in those categories so that I feel good about me because it's not about what I, we think it's about what, what other people are thinking about us, but it's what you think about yourself, which highlights the areas you need to improve in. So I enjoy it now and I, and I absolutely use it as a tool, but I, I definitely still feel like that sometimes. And it makes me smile. I'm like, well, there's more to do. There's, there's more to grow. Yeah. Yep. We, I can grow in this area. I can grow in this area. Let me learn. Let me. And that's why I think imposter syndrome is good for me. Yeah. It, it, it makes me, it gives me that hunger to want to learn more. And that's why I always tell people, I, I don't see myself as, yes, I am an expert at anxiety. Right. And I think most people are like, Oh, the anxiety doctor, she knows everything about anxiety. But if I, thought that of myself, I wouldn't be the best. I wouldn't be good good at what I do because we're always discovering new things about anxiety. Always. And that goes for every, every skill set or business or anything. It's, I, I would assume there are people there. Well, not assume there are certainly people that look at me in my construction world that assume I have it all figured out. I know what I'm doing. I'm the best at it, whatever the case may be. That's why they hire me. And I don't. I learn something new still every job, whether it's about the trades or the actual construction itself or how to deal with people, how to communicate better. I am always tweaking, always. Yeah, I'm always tweaking and learning and adjusting every single job and interaction I have with clients is a little bit better every time adjusting pivoting some people call it pivot pivoting right and and that's really important because things are always changing yep even the expert in every industry needs to be flexible and needs to be learning every single day because things change in marketing in i mean just even 10 years ago we didn't have, or maybe 10 years ago we did, but I don't even remember. I don't even remember what year we're in right now, but <laughs> growing up without social media, just a few years ago, you never, you would never think that a company needs to have a website. I didn't have right. a website in my private practice. And I was fully booked within three weeks. Wow. I had my first website when I moved here to Houston. Yeah, things change fast, exponentially faster as well. You do need to pivot and learn. And I like to call it adding. I add, I add to my bag of tricks and skills. And but you you do have to be aware of what's changing and what's coming and constantly learn. Like you say, even if you have everything figured out and you are absolutely the best at whatever it is you do and the best at the business side of it, 
well, give it six months. Something changed for sure. And you have to learn something new, mm -hmm. especially with the way marketing and social media and technology works. Everything moves so much faster. So learning and adding or pivoting is absolutely necessary. And you can't know everything. Nobody does. Doesn't matter how guru you are in your industry, you can always learn because things are always changing. Yeah. I think the being confident and being able to pivot, add or adjust is what would mitigate or remedy the overwhelming feelings of imposter syndrome if people have it. So don't, I never try to know everything, but I'm always ready to learn something Today. new and change something. That's where yeah. my confidence comes from is knowing I don't know everything, knowing I can, it's okay to have to learn something new and change something or tweak something. And that I'm good at. I'm good at pivoting. Yeah, that's why you're successful. We have to, in every industry, you have to be able to continue to want to learn if you want to grow in your business. Absolutely. And to know that everyone has imposter syndrome. Everyone has that doubt. It's the way the brain works. And, and you should. And, and you should. And there are people, and, and I don't want to say like, I'm not saying anything bad about people with like autism, but there mm. are people that don't have that social, like, so doubt and imposter syndrome comes from what are people going to think? What if they think, you know, that your own critical, being critical on you and, and your skills and your accomplishments. And, and so you think of what are people going to think if they know that I don't know this, or if they know right. that, you know, this or, and, and so it's a lot of fear of failure, fear of, you know, me not knowing enough. But it has to do a lot with what are people going to think. Yep. Right. And so people with Asperger's, with autism, socially, they don't have that judgment of, you know, or or that ability to feel like, oh, they don't care. And that's why I don't know if you've heard that there's a there's a lot of billionaires that are on the on the spectrum. They're either have Asperger's or some sort of autism, Elon Musk. And yeah. those are the people that usually they don't have that imposter syndrome as much as we do. And so it force it, it doesn't force them. It allows them to do. To move quicker. To move quicker and not yeah. have that like, oh, but what if this doesn't work? What if right. we don't have the right mics to start our podcast? What if we don't have <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, our t-shirts that yeah. you know, yep. make us legit? Yeah. You know, so there's the, the good and bad that come from imposter syndrome. In yeah. And you can't control those thoughts either, right? It's yeah. it's totally normal. I, I You know what I do to kind of combat that rather than try to get rid of those thoughts and the doubt, what I do is I take a little time to look back at having imposter syndrome or fear and doubt about one particular stage that I was in and, and briefly look back and think about it and, and know that, wow, I'm like 50 steps ahead of that. And I got through that and I did a really good job. And that makes me feel better about where I'm at now, because it's, 
it's the same thing in just different stages, right? So I look at what I've been able to accomplish and I have gratitude and I, and I'm proud of myself for those things that I've already done. So you can take the fear and the doubt now, but couple it with, yeah, but look at all this that you've done. And it was imposter syndrome and it was doubt and it was fear, excuse me. And I did the thing, got through that phase and everything worked out. And the more of more instances of that happening, it all just gets easier and easier and you get the confidence so that when you do get the doubt and the fear, you go, okay, but what are the positive sides of this? Yes. Because I learned last time and I got through it, you know? So I try to, I try and to think about those the little, positive. Those little tricks, you know, what, what yeah. works for you? Everyone is different. I do recommend people have a list of accomplishments, accolades, awards, things that they feel that they have felt proud of accomplishing. And if you have that little list, carry it around with you. That's smart. Um, I never thought of that. Carry it around with you. Read it when you do have that doubt pop into your mind. And know that most people, I mean, I've, you know what I do for a living? I see people, I see people from all walks of life, CEOs, billionaires, Fortune 500 companies that I've, that I've worked with executives with imposter syndrome that you would think no way this person has imposter syndrome. They have yeah. all the accolades. They have all the awards. They have all the degrees and all the credentials. They've made it. They've made it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they still have imposter syndrome. You know, I've, I've talked to <clears throat> a couple of entrepreneurs and business owners that are way above me that are people that I aspire to be like. And I've heard that same thing from a, from a handful of them and, and other people that do business coaching. And I've mentioned imposter syndrome to them and they said, same thing. I still have it now. You should have it. <clears throat> you know, you, you should have, have that. And yeah. what you do with it is the important. Yep. The What's important. Is it keeping you from growing? And is it just, oh, I'm going to throw in the towel because I'm not an expert. Yeah. It's like or, I look at it and say, get to work. Yeah. To or work. yeah, or is it going to make you want to burn and build that skill that you think you're lacking? Yeah. That is a difference. And that's what I want people to, to know and to do and to be aware that everyone. And, and I think with, with being, in, you know, in this 2023 where everything is everyone posts everything on social media and most people that are posting you post your accolades and your you know yep. what you're doing and where you vacationed and your new the, car and the fake best version of your life yeah <laughs> yeah and so we're yep. comparing ourselves to people too and so it's so easy for us to look up oh this other person that owns a construction or is a general contractor what are they doing Yes. And for us to compare ourselves to others is so easy. It's so accessible to look into people's lives now that that can also create and, and build on that imposter syndrome. Yeah. yeah. Being aware of that. Is you important. should compare yourself to yourself yesterday and that's it. Yes. That is it. Never. I yeah. I don't yeah. even, I don't even research or look up competition which is kind of a 
it's probably against the grain for business. That's one of you the rules. What? You should, I don't you should know your competition. I spend all my time figuring out how to be the best version of me for the, my business. And it's worked. And I don't look around at all. It's, wow. it's always you know me. What? I don't do that either. Really? That's awesome. I don't. I'm like, I don't even know who my competition is out there. It's a waste I of mean, time. <clears throat> yeah. You could be mean, working maybe... on your own business development. <laughs> yeah. But even if you do, I guess for those people that are listening and you do check out your competition and you're comparing yourself, the key is not to compare yourself. But look at what they're doing that you like and how can you tweak your business to implement what they're doing? Into yeah, ideas own. and inspiration. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially if you're starting something brand new and you literally don't have direction. You don't know exactly what to do. I suppose that's a that is a good way to uh, get some quick answers for sure. But yeah, I don't, I just put my head down and go <laughs> keep working. Yeah. Just keep working. keep working. That'll never fail. Yeah. Have, has there ever been a time in your career where imposter syndrome almost made you throw in the towel? Yeah. A few times. It was, it was imposter syndrome plus, um, I guess not believing I could, I could do it. So I remember there was a few times, absolutely, that I started looking for a real job and it was, it was money related because of imposter syndrome. I suppose I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to market. I didn't know how to convince people I was good at the jobs. This is back when I used to walk around and literally hand out postcards with my maintenance company name on there. I was just trying to be handyman at the time. And I had already taken the first big step of quitting the other two jobs that I had. So I was doing, I was working two quote unquote real jobs and trying to start the handyman business. And I called it quits. I took that big step and said, I'm just going to go full time trying to make this thing work. And I was expecting results too quick, number one. And I would walk around, pass out these cards. I spent the last of my money getting these five by eight postcards made and walking around giving it to people. And th these are the postcards that I told you That's I still, still get calls about today. Still get, yeah, so it wasn't a waste <laughs> yeah. of money. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, now those calls come in and I'm like, no, that's not us. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so I think I spent maybe two weeks of trying to find people to hire me and let people know I exist. And I had run out of money and there was a couple of job opportunities that I, I don't remember what they were, but I had friends that had good job opportunities that were starting at uh, good hourly rates, like $30 an hour, which was way more than I had ever made at that time. And I was seriously considering stopping because I was worried. I didn't think I could pull it off. I didn't think people took me seriously. I didn't have company shirts, company cars. I didn't have any of the stuff that you want to have. And I took an interview, I think it was a phone interview with somebody about this job and they wanted to hire me and I had to sit there and think about it. And it was really tough, but I had to, I had to say no to that because well, saying no to a wage that I have never had before. And you could do the math and say, I'll make this much a year, which is like five times the amount I was making working three jobs. And I had to trust that if this thing works, in six months to a year, 
I will at least make that much. And if I can get from this point to that point, it's just going to tenfold and snowball from there. So I almost quit and I had to dig deep and think about what it could be. And I already had nothing to lose. So I stuck it out. And it was not long before I started getting calls for all those little postcards that I'd put out. And the idea of $30 an hour was laughable, you know, <laughs> a year after that. Yeah. So I, I definitely did almost quit this close was, was looking for jobs, took an interview, the whole nine yards and something in me was telling me, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You already took the biggest leap, which was quitting the other jobs to go hard into this being self-employed, starting my own business. It was so, so difficult to do that. And I was about to throw in the towel like two weeks into it because nobody called yet. <laughs> nobody <laughs> knew I existed. You know what I mean? Give um, them time. Yeah. You got to give it some time. And all, all the work is, is in the beginning, right? You, you have to, you, you definitely have to be prepared to put a lot put of it, work in up put front. in your your put in time and and to let people know that you're out there to build yes. your brand to build your name and it takes time it's not going to be from one day to the next or one week or one month or two months it, it takes time it does and then it all snowballs though it's you, you you'll get start getting a couple of calls and you're planting little seeds and you do a good job. And this person tells three other people and slowly, but surely it goes from maybe one or two calls a week or whatever you're doing. If you're selling a service or items or whatever it is that snowballs, it's not going to just double every year or whatever. It's going to tenfold or whatever the percentage of growth is. It isn't something that you can, look at and go, well, if I get one call, one job this week, maybe I'll get one every week. It's going to turn into two and then it's going to be four. Then it's going to be 10. Then it's going to be, I have to hire people because there's too many, but that work is front loaded. You have to put the work in, in the beginning and then it just a waterfall yes. an avalanche of work comes in. Yep. So for imposter syndrome, what would be your advice? Learning from it. Like you said, when we started this, Find out specifically what it is that you have the fear or doubt about, because that is highlighting something that you need to, you either need to learn or you need to build the confidence in yourself about, because you're assuming what other people are going to think about you based on what you think about you. You don't take yourself seriously because you haven't sold the thing or made the call or whatever the case may be, but I would learn I would figure out exactly what it is that you are, that you're lacking confidence in and focus on just one thing. Cause when you start a brand new business, there's, you know, there's all the things you don't know. And if you, if you worry about all of it all at once, it can be overwhelming. I, I would, for me, it would have been in the beginning. I was worried about if somebody called going to meet them, going to somebody's house or business for the very first time, I was excited to have it. But then I would get there and go, oh, great. Do I look professional? Do I even know how to talk? What are they going to ask me? There's all those doubts. That would be one specific example. You go through that. And if it goes bad and you don't get the job or whatever, you can learn from that right there. That's the problem. You were unconfident about speaking to somebody you've never met before or showing up to a place you've never been to before. Get comfortable with that. Get confident with that. I would, I would figure out 
what exactly you're doubting about yourself. Pick one of those things and be good at that and then move on to the next, but you'll get confident in that. And that just builds and and that confidence in, okay, the next scary thing that I work on is going to be easier. Yes. Because you know, that that system will work. Mm -hmm. Each specific thing will be different, but the more you, you learn from it and get confident in the one thing, you will then know that that formula works. So you don't have to fear the, the doubt anymore. You can fear it, but you know, you'll get through it because you've already done that. Yeah. Yep. I agree. So my advice would be self-awareness. Self-awareness is key to any change in your life. Self-awareness, when you have that imposter syndrome, and again, what is it? What is what are you doing with that after you know you realize you have imposter syndrome? It's what you do with it that's important. Are you going to allow it to keep you from growing? Or are you going to be self-aware of what you're doubting and, and what you're lacking, what skill you're lacking in and start working on that. Start working on that and then have that little list of accomplishments to remind like that. you that, Hey, I have done this and it could be anything, just a little list and have a, actually have a paper here, three things, two things, and just carry it with you. Anytime you have that doubt pop into your mind, use that because that's really powerful. We forget where we were. We forget what we've accomplished. And it's important for us to remind ourselves. Yeah. I'm so, going to do the list. I've never done that. Yeah, I like that. Do it. Do it. You need it. It's good to briefly look back. It's Yes. I always say that just for a minute, though, because I want to keep going up spent all my time going up, but it is very, there's a lot of gratitude when you look back and realize what you've done, yeah. no matter how small it is. It's so yep. good for you. It is. And then the last thing would be don't compare yourself to others. And when you do look at your other competitions or, you know, any, anyone out there that's doing the same thing that you are doing or the doing something that you want to do, use it to learn, but don't use it to doubt yourself. That is my advice. That's great advice. To anyone listening. And knowing that everyone has doubt. It's the way the, the mind works and everyone has it. Doesn't matter what expert credentials someone has. It's, very common for people to have imposter syndrome. And that's my advice. It's great advice. <laughs> Spend your time convincing yourself, not anybody else, because you're your worst critic, right? Yep. It's true. And be consistent in whatever it is that you're doing, continue doing it. And again, I think with, Anything that we talk about, it's always it, it always goes back to exposure therapy. And for those of you that don't know, I, I thought about this last time. I talked about exposure therapy and I just said it and I'm sure people are like, because some people that first hear it, they think it's like, what is that exposure therapy? Like it's, you know, just a word, a term that you don't 
hear often, I guess. And I don't know. I just get these weird inquiries about what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so exposure therapy is exposing yourself to what you what you fear. If you fear change, if you fear, and I'll use an example as far as with anxiety, if you fear driving and your anxiety is really bad and you don't drive on the freeway or expressway or motorway, whatever you want to call it, and you stop driving on the freeway, it creates more anxiety when you have to get on the next time. And so exposure therapy is you doing baby steps to expose yourself to the things that you fear little by little. And the more you do that, the easier it becomes. The, the doubt and, you know, any of this uh, imposter syndrome, you can continue to expose yourself to the things that you feel are fearful. I still and do that. Provoking. Yes. And Baby I tell steps. people, Yep. If you can continue to do things that are uncomfortable, that will allow you to grow in every aspect in your life. And every exposure that you do makes it easier for the next one. Yep. Yep. And those could be on your list of accomplishments. You yeah. can look back and go, oh, yeah. look at these little baby steps. And now I do feel better. I do feel better about all of those things. So I must be able to continue it with these new things. Yes. Yep. So that's my advice for anyone suffering from imposter syndrome. And again, it's very, very common, more common than, than you know, especially for people um, with anxiety and people in business. It's very, very common. Anything else that you want to share with our listeners? Anything? Not on this episode. Not on this episode. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, I think we, we, we touched on all the points I wanted to talk about with my view of imposter syndrome. Good. Okay. Well, then I guess we will see you next time for those of you that have not followed us on Instagram. We're on Instagram, business anxiety pod at business anxiety pod. And I'll uh, post the link on the show notes. Any announcements for next week? Anything else? Hmm. No announcements. No announcements. Unless you have some, I have a few ideas, but not ready. Until to next time. Yet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. Okay, Sounds thank good. you for listening and we'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>